Welcome to Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. It's the podcast equivalent of hanging out in the video store. My name is DK, along, as always, with my beautiful co-host, Chris. Say hi, Chris. You beauty. Hey, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> and dead sexy. You, that was a really nice uh, dad joke. Thank you. I know. I, want, yeah. I like starting with those. Hey, today it's we got okay. a guest. Uh, I always say that the guests are great because the guests are always great, and this guest is no exception. We have Umar Dida with us today. Hi, everyone. Yay. How are you? Hi. Oh, the cheering crowd. I love it. It's brilliant. <sighs> there they are. There they are. Not asthmatic aside. It's all, it's all brilliant. Everyone's got full lungs and everything. Umar, <laughs> how are you doing today? What's going on? I am lovely. I am lovely on this Sunday morning slash evening. We'll decide what time zone we want to go on off here. Yeah. But right. Yeah. Just Little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. Best of both worlds. Let's keep it that way. Umar, uh, do you want to tell the people uh, just a little bit about yourself? I mean, I could have introduced you, but now I'm realizing I didn't. So uh, do you just want to like say Ooh. what your thing is, what you do? Whew, okay. Um, so I am a comic book writer. Uh, I've done some indie comics over the last few years. Uh, Untethered and Lad is my more, most recent uh, comic book that I've released. Uh, I've also written for computer games and I am uh, also an editor and all this other stuff on some other projects. It's really weird when you have to talk about yourself. Isn't it? It's like, oh yeah, like it's, it's, it's that fine line between humble brag and telling people what you do. It's, it's, I, I, but, I, but that's there are much facts it. here. You have to yes, you know, yes, yes. tell us these facts about yourself and what you do. Exactly. So you can't get around it, I'm afraid. No, right. I, I was going to say something like, you know, I, I, I have the key to my city or stuff like that, but you guys can easily disprove that, so I'm not going to go with that lie. So, mm. you know, I can't. We can leave that in. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, I have the keys to my city, whatever that means. You know, whatever that means to you, <laughs> I have that as well. But yeah, no, just um, uh, I, I love writing. I'm, I'm a writer and uh, mainly in the comic book area, but I am moving out to you know other areas as well and wherever, wherever catches, catches my fancy. You love writing, but how do you feel about reading? It's good. I like reading. It helps me with my writing. This is... I love this. Yeah. This is good stuff so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, uh, it's nice, great to have you, by the way, Umar. I'm a yeah, big exactly. fan. Um, I, let's just tell you what. Since you've mentioned it, let's talk about some of your recent comic work. I have read Lad... Uh, I have read both Lad and Untethered. Oh. I haven't finished Untethered yet, but I, I, li- I like it a lot so far. Uh, but Spoiler alert. I, I, I finished the two. Now, there are currently, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's only two epi- two episodes, two issues of Lad currently available. Is that right? Yes. Uh, the Kickstarter for the third one has just uh, been completed, but issues for. Well, sorry, uh, issue three should be rolled out later on this year. Excellent. I really okay. can't wait. And I have to say that I love this. I really like this format that you've that you've been using this this Kickstarter thing. I don't mind waiting a few months to get the next thing. So it's like just kind of this awesome thing I can look forward to. So to me, that's like that's a weirdly a feature that I like about this whole thing. Uh, and I've reread Lad twice the the first two that are out. Right. So yeah. I I've I just can't wait. I, do you want to maybe describe what it is? I could try, but you might know more about it. Than uh, me. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Lad is well, well, well. To describe Lad is it is when I finish Untethered, my first uh, series that I did with uh, Elliot Bolton, uh, uh, you know, great artist based in Scotland. When I finished that series, I decided I wanted to do 
my sort of homage to that sort of neo thrillers, sort of criminal, like you know, criminal stories and things like that, but with my own sort of twist on it. Yeah. And I also wanted it to be unflinching, really. I yes. wanted it to be, but not in a way where it's obviously when when anyone says sort of British crime or British sort of uh, gangster film to think Jason Statham and all that no no I don't I don't I don't want the Guy Ritchie thing I wanted it because as you can probably tell from my accent I'm based in the north of England yeah. it's a different sort of right. vibe there it's a sort of uh, uh, the sort of stories of um, Shane Meadows who I really love uh, who uh, directed This Is England and uh, Dead Man's Shoes was a massive influence on Lad so that's the sort of preamble slash basis of where Lad is coming from However, the actual story is about—it's about a crime family in, in a town, uh, which obviously nothing is set in. It's not like Manchester in 1980. I've made it purposely in a timeless place that doesn't quite fit anywhere. I love and that. Same with the town. Yeah. yeah, that's a good decision. Yeah, because I didn't want because, because uh, there's, uh, there's mixtures of old and new. Where there's obviously they're using mobile phones, but there's a real sort of 70s vibe to it. Like it's really retro, like especially when you look at the Workings Men Club. But but anyway, going right. going back to the story, yeah. So yeah, going ahead of myself. <laughs> it it, yeah. it was um, so it's the story of uh, this crime family in in you know in this nondescript town and the sort of aftermath or aftermath of what happens when the patriarchal leader of this gang is brutally beaten by like it, and found beaten. Sorry, in in the surrounding forest, this sort of sort of area like you everyone has it in the in the town growing up you don't go to that area that's what the forest yeah. is and yeah. they basically it's what happens when they find uh well dad the gang leader dad yeah beat, call yeah. him who he is dad right exactly just beaten and it's just the just a spiraling mess that comes out of it which they try and find out who does it but it's also another, another thing that was an influence on that is uh, Heart of Darkness slash Apocalypse Now, where you're venturing into the unknown. Yes. And that's the sort of, that's the gist of it. So it is more high concept than Untethered, which when you think about Untethered, which was about a man drinking the contents of a genie's bottle, which is pretty yes. high concept already. So yes. I decided to go a bit further <laughs> with this one. Uh, so yeah, I've read, like I said, the lad that exists now, I have read, and I really, really love the art is so good. Oh yeah. I I'm such a sucker for that like high contrast black and white. Uh you can see all the lines and it just has this very specific feel. So 10 out of 10 well, it, on the art to yeah, me. Oh, absolutely me too because uh there was an old series called Faust that yes. was that high contrast black and white and it reminded me a little of the conceptual like liberties taken in something like Sin City. Yes. With that high contrast of Faust yeah. and, and the art. And I really love that. It, yeah. it was really that sort of... Um, Carlos, Carlos Pedro, who is the artist on there, he really took it up a level on there. He really... Uh, he even... There's a couple of scenes in Lad where... Uh, um, I think it's either... I think it's issue two where you're within one of the locations and there are checkered like me being the lazy writer i just wrote in the script you know it's it's like a retro sort of feel maybe some tiles or stuff like that all over like you know checkered tiles yeah the process right. he did to just do that one panel 
he told me he did it by hand and I was like why but also please continue to do this this is brilliant <laughs> so he, he really brought it uh, uh, Carlos has also like he's, he's worked uh, previously with um, uh, I think it was Richard Stalkings on Elephant Men he's, he's done a series you know a few other comics in the past and um, essentially like it, well if, if you want to go down the sort of route of how Lad was made it's, it's all thanks to like the team where we have Hugo, who's the editor, Hugo Boylan. We've got Kerry Smith, who's the letterer, and also Dervla Kelly. It's, it's, it's a very Euro, you know, well, UK, Ireland, and Portugal sort of team. Yeah. But we all knew mm-hmm. each other. And in fact, we actually have met in the past, which made it really, like, useful in that, you know, in trusting each other with what we want to do and sort yeah. of offering feedback, which, like, you know, there's been parts in Lad where I'll, I'll put forward the script and then Carlos is like, well, maybe this should be split over this many panels instead of this. And I'm like, shit, you're the visual guy. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, and don't listen know. to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm just making... I've never drawn a straight line in my life. So, yeah, you go for it. Like, right. they really put it together. It's really, really good. And, yeah, I'll be honest, some of the feedback I've been getting is... They, they've been like, oh, in this scene or, like, in this page, it was really good. I'm like, shit, did I write that? Because it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, and I told you this when we were talking privately, but... I. I think Lad is as good as, if not better, than a lot of things you just find on the shelf in a comic book shop. Truly, truly, it's excellent. That's uh, high praise. High praise. I, I truly, it's really, really great, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, oh, it's really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I mean, anybody that's listening to the show knows how critical I am, especially of, of really recently. Yeah, of Chris, comic you're books. a real dick. I, I, you're right, I am. I'm not going to lie. Um, but uh, I really love this. And I love the concept. I love the art. The writing was spot on. And, I mean, I know you said that you don't really want it because it's not really, like, a Guy Ritchie type, yeah. you know, thing. But for those people that enjoy those, it's hard not they're going to enjoy this just as much. Yeah. yeah because I mean, that's, yeah. you know, if they haven't been introduced to that, you know, that... that you know, Northern England kind of gritty. You know, movie that movies that are out there or or, or writings. I yeah. think you know, and only have seen you know the gentleman or you know, uh, Kingsman, or Lockstock, something like that well. and, yeah, something like that. They're gonna like this. Yeah, yeah. That's the sort of stuff I've been hearing back from people, and I appreciate it coming obviously from you, Chris and Dustin. Uh, you know, I just want to tell everyone, I, no exchange of monies has been happening or anything <laughs> no. like that. It's all above well, board. To be fair, I did pay for them. Uh, so I, yeah, I, I did I, give yeah. you I, I gave mean, you money for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it was... Uh, but no more than Justin, what anybody cut, else cut, would. Cut this, yeah. part out, cut this part out. Cut this part out. It's all right. When you say money was handed over, it weren't the extra, yeah, extra amount than what the actual comic kit cost. Well, and and I do want to also mention Untethered. I, like I said, I haven't finished it yet, um, and there's actually a reason. I have been reading these on my phone, and it's be, it's so so frustrating because <laughs> I've got a tablet, and it's the battery has gone. It's 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 no longer functioning. So my tablet will be on for about ten minutes before it has to turn off, or if I want to want to use it, I have to plug it in. And it just, it's not worth it. I don't want to mess with that. So I actually ordered a new tablet that will be here today. And a lot of the reasoning was I wanted to read these things on a better screen. I could have looked at it on my computer, <laughs> but I want to be on the couch. 
I understand. I understand. And yeah, yeah. It, well, if your battery's gone, where's it gone? Have you? It's it's gone. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> like for a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm never no. coming back. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, it, I realized it, I wasn't reading. I needed. There was a lot of things I wanted to read, not just your stuff, but uh, there's a lot of things I wanted to read and and do, and I just I couldn't do it with the tablet I had, and I was really frustrated. So right. I found a nice cheap one, and uh, that'll be today. I hope. Dustin, you don't need to justify this to us. We accept it. You can get the tablet if you want. We can give you permission. <laughs> Please, can it's, I all have right. it? it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We'll let you. We'll let you have it. <laughs> We're not your wife, or you have to justify buying something. No, exactly. She care. <laughs> I know. That's why he's gone to us. He wants validation from someone. So yeah, That's Justin. Right. So, yeah, exactly. so I've got evidence yeah. of it. Yeah, Dustin, <laughs> yes. you can do it. You can do it, man. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you so Go much. For it, man. <laughs> well, I have read all all of Untethered, and I I love the ending, and I love I like actually how you can almost bring a concept to where the story isn't really finalized. Mm. What you do know? you mean? <laughs> well, without spoilers. Oh yeah, uh, I, yeah, no. Um, yeah, it's sort of w- with untethered. Uh, again, I'll give I'll give it a backstory here. Just talking about uh, Elliot, who was the artist. He mm-hmm. did the like a five-page short on the the initial concept of untethered, where guy okay. drinks a genie's bottle, and just sort of you know what happens next, and he just sort of ended it there. He set it in a pub and everything like that, and then. He sort of reached out to me. Uh, another reason how I know Carlos and and uh, uh, Elliot is because we, we, we were frequent, frequent members of Miller World, which, are you guys familiar? Well, I am. Yes. It, 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 it's, it's no, like, I am not. Okay, so, so it's a forum. Uh, it's, it's defunct now, but it was uh, about 10 or 15 years ago. It used to be... Uh, a forum created and curated by Mark Miller, uh, you know, of okay. um, you know uh, Avengers, Ultimates, and right, all that stuff. Right. He he created one where obviously it was to promote his sort of um, new books and everything like that. But also there was this sort of creative sort of sub section in the forum, and that's where we sort of you you met other like-minded uh, writers and artists who were trying to make their way. And that's where initially I met Carlos and. Uh, Elliot, and then over the years we made a friendship. You know, grew a friendship, passing, you know, critiquing each other's works and everything like that. And then that's when Elliot, I think in 2015 or 2016, he sent out uh, the the short story of what Untethered, you know, was based on to me. And as we flesh out the story, we we were because another thing about comics is I don't know if you guys. Are aware of this? It, they do take a long time to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. So, so with Untethered, we were originally going to do a one shot, but then obviously Genies rules three. You know, three issues just sort of made sense. Right. But we also, like Chris said, wanted to leave the door open to potential more issues. If you yeah. know more arcs. Um. So that's why this is Untethered is pretty much a sort of origin story and and I have had discussions with Elliot and Mike uh, the colorist Mike Maynard where we were like we really should go back to this at some point because obviously not not to spoil anything for you Dustin but we have left it kind of open at the end where it sort of That's sets great. everything up but then that would mean I'll have to we'll have to basically <laughs> spend more time on this which it is good and we do love it but we all also are busy with so many other things like for example we've got Lad and then we've got some more 
projects lined up, and so has Mike and uh, and uh, Elliot. But I think I think I've mentioned this in the past as well. We might be looking to do uh, an OGN, uh, a graphic novel, as a Kickstarter. Oh, hey, for yeah. But that will be down the line. Where obviously we'll have the first three issues, and there'll be like a little bonus story. So obviously, because at the moment I think it's just shy of about a hundred pages. So if we get it to about one ten, one twenty pages altogether, like a standard uh, graphic novel, yeah, that'd be something that yeah. we were thinking of. But yeah, that's the whole sort of thing where the issue through ends. Where, where, where I hope it sort of wraps up all the relative loose ends. But yet it opens a few more strands for people down the line where if we do come back to it, there's plenty of stuff that we can add to it. That's exciting. I'd like to own that. <laughs> we'll add you to the top one, of the list. Thank you. There was one, <laughs> speaking of the, yeah. of the colorist, I, I, there was one panel in particular that I really, it just grabbed me and I like went back to look at it three times. It was when he first leaves the pub and there's this one panel where it's like mo mostly purple and black but then the lamps have this like yellowish, these yellowish circles around them, the uh, like the street lights. It's just I don't know what it is, but I keep going back to look at that panel. I really like the color choices. Yeah, I love the way this comic looks. Uh, it's great. So yeah, yeah, I'm very excited about finishing it. It really brought it brought it to life, and um, uh, obviously, not knowing where you're up to uh, on the on the series, it does get a bit more surreal and. Uh, What's it called? Is it? Uh, uh, is it uh, the, the the guy with the stairs? Asher, Ash. Yes. The Asher paintings. MC Asher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it oh, gets yeah. it gets sort of like that because why not? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I really didn't want to say anything to spoil it for him, but I'm like, yeah, that's a good panel that you're talking about, but there's plenty Some more that you'll ones. probably start. I, yeah. Well, I mainly wanted to comment on the colors. I just they grabbed me for some reason. I really like them. So. Oh yeah. Anyway, he, he's really good. And and any um, and the other thing, just like I mentioned with Lad, is how um, uh, Elliot uh, and you know, how, how, sorry with uh, Carlos and myself and Hugo, we we all know each other. Elliot and uh, Mike are really close friends as well. Like they went to uni together, so they were able to like when it comes to making a comic. When they say it takes a village, they're not—they're not fucking kidding. Like, like I—I yeah. I can write stuff and I can do the scenes, and but the thing is, that's just words, and that's just—it's everyone else where Elliot's coming in, bringing in the pencil work and the ink work, and then when Mike adds the colours, like you said, it really just makes it pop at the right that's time. Exciting, yeah. That seems like that would be the most exciting time. Well, and that—the the combination of of just almost to a degree monochromatic with the inking mm. of the art. I mean, that's it makes some of those, you know, some of those panels look amazing and give it so much more depth that you don't really get in a lot of the like computerized, you know, major media comics that right. you see out. See today. what you're saying, yeah. 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 You know, it, you know, it's almost it's it's complex in its simplicity. It does feel kind a little old school to me, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's my preference as far as the way comics look. I, I yeah, that that uh, '80s and early '90s kind of the way that art was done. And, well, how and, could I not love that? Coloring. That's what I started. I know reading. that's that's <laughs> that that's the the new golden age era kind of of comics, and this really kind of brings me back to that. And, and you know, the storytelling on top of it. I think is amazing is it goes back to actually telling stories yeah which you know that's that's my huge problem with today's comics 
I don't think they they go headlong into a story so much. No, it's and and, and it's frustrating to me as a a you know diehard comic lover. So that's I'm really getting into these indies and a lot of these Kickstarter uh, comics from these these new writers. They get that like you. Oh, thank you, thank you for putting me in the same feel as these guys. But yeah, it's it's. It, I, I think it's also happening happening over in the states as well. But the sort of indie, well, I guess not to sound cliche, but the sort of revolution of creators. And again, I don't mean people who are because that's the thing. Even the reason why I say this also because it's being recorded is I don't have any desires to work for the big two. But if it does happen, right. it'll be a nice surprise. And right, I and I right. find that more often with a lot of. Uh, independent sort of uh, creators especially in, in the UK and Ireland scene where some of them do get snapped up by the big two uh, and and sort of work on you know titles in there but for the most part of it everyone does their own thing um, like there's um, uh, for example just think off the top of my head Joe Glass who's a writer based in Wales and he's really in like really focused on the LBGT sort of uh, writing and and it, like he's written the pride which has I think been picked up by image but that was after years of doing it himself right. and that sort of you know you, if you keep doing the stuff and you keep you know delivering your goods and you know like like I said Chris telling the story as opposed to doing a pin-up and just saying oh ain't that awesome no it's it's sequential art it's not pin-up art comics need to tell a story right yes you'll get picked up and that's what I'm hoping for, but if I'm being honest, if I'm able to just tell my crazy ass stories and everyone seems to like them, that's a win for me as well. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's that's just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know else to say. Like you've made, uh, right? You should just drop the mic and go. Like that's great. <laughs> Catch you guys there. Wait, no, we still have plenty of time to record. <laughs> oh shit! All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. You got me. You right, charmed right, me. Right. You charmed me. I'm back. <laughs> Have you been watching any of the any like the Disney Plus shows or I've, anything like that, Umar? Um, last one I watched was uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon. I know, okay. I know, I know Loki's out, and I know a couple of the others. But it's, um, I, 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 I get too busy to watch TV sometimes, <laughs> and, and sometimes oh, I, no, I, I just yeah. watch like I end up just watching It's Always Sunny. Okay. Umar, could I get you to could I get you to just say very cleanly into the mic uh uh Falcon and the Hot Guy? Falcon and Hot Guy. There you go. I think we have some listeners that are going to be happy that you said that. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yep. Yep. Uh well, what did you think of that show? It was good. Uh, it was I kind of found it weird that they tried to make this is the thing like the the flag smashes as the bad guys. I was like in this in this climate? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like they, they tried really hard to make them as a sort of a legitimate threat, but whenever I saw it, I was like, I'm on that little girl's side. I don't know why, like you know, why, 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 I, but then I understand why Falcon had an issue with them. But then I was like, really, <laughs> you know, like come yeah. on, guys. But 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 um, I think they tried to play both sides of the fence. On they them. sure did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that you know really in the beginning, but then like. The corruption almost from like the serum kind of pushed you know one over the edge too far I think it's almost what kind of they were like yeah. hinting at yeah they tread the line carefully but it was whenever I got engrossed into it and watch um, 
you know, Baron uh, Zemo be, you know, at, at a rave. Favorite <laughs> character of all time. He's so good. Yeah. On those He's shows. a scene stealer. Yeah. He was just stealing scenes and all this. And also, uh, obviously, being uh, MMA UFC fan, whenever I see GSP as Bartok, you oh, know, yeah. doing Isn't all that this, great? Yeah. that's awesome doing the flippy stuff. But then when it came back to the storyline, I was like, oh, yeah, they were seeing the guys who think, you know, nations should should be a bit more open with each other. Oh, the bad guys in this. I'm like, got you. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't sure if I agree with you, but yeah, let, let, let's carry on. Uh, sure. But, but I did like sort of Falcon's uh, struggle with uh, obviously differentiating himself from Captain America and how he was, you know, black Captain America. So that, I think that, they nailed all that, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, it was it was good. I, I did. Uh, I, I liked Wonder Vision a bit better because obviously it's you know comparing apples and oranges, but Wonder Vision it went out there. And I, and I kind of liked it how the first couple of episodes people were like, well, what the fuck is going on? And yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it was hard to know. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing, DK and I always kind of talked that it really had a David Lynch mm. in some feel ways. to it, it. I wish it would go ways. further down the Lynch road. Right, but, right. You know. like also that pleasant I mean, it, yes, Yeah, that yes. too, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, just... I it liked was, it. Yeah, it was... like it, I, I, Because that was the first one of these Marvel... Um, uh, series or what, what are they calling these series? Um, is there a phrase just, for them yet? I don't think they do. I guess they're just the, the, the Disney Plus MCU shows. Yeah. I guess. But yeah. Uh-huh. I think I. But personally, I have to say, I think Loki has been my favorite. It, it's 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 a little bit more whimsical. It feels like a Neil Gaiman or like a Doctor Who type story. It, yeah, it really has a Doctor Who kind of. Yeah, feel. Like, and like, I really so, uh, I'm a fan. Good. Uh, what's in that gaming show that? Good Omens? Good Omens. That's, I was going to say Good yeah. and Bad Omens. No, no, it's, no, it's Good Omens. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the sort of thing that I've seen from Loki in terms of what, you know, what sort of, you know, the um, trailers and all that stuff that I've seen before uh, on Loki. I'm like, okay, I, I, I'll be up for this. But it's just yeah. literally like I'm like, oh no, uh, another show to watch. That's another thing about Marvel. They, they, they're pumping out too much stuff for their own good, in my, in my opinion. Because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. also with the Black Widow, I did watch it. But then I was like, this is fine. Don't know why it was here, but yeah, this is fine. Like, I yeah. think that's what everyone thought here. Yeah, like yeah. I enjoyed it, but that was I had a good time going to the theater for the first time in over a year. Mm. You know, uh, and my 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 daughter is eight. She had a good time, so I was like, huh, that was fun. I enjoyed it. The movie, I I didn't hate it or anything. I didn't love it. Uh, it was, but it was a good time. So I got to give it that. Right. That's kind of where I was. Yeah. I was kind of in the middle of the road. I mean, it's like, you know, uh, David Harbor. I think. Stole the show with yeah. his like almost overacting of this just over the top Russian, you know, almost fame seeking. He's yeah. adorable, yeah. Captain America. You know, to, in comparison, Captain America kind of guy. But I think uh, uh, Florence stole like every scene movie. she yeah. was in. Yeah, and and I I really hope that they the way it seemed like. They're going to continue her more mm, at the end, and I hope they go with that. So it's also, I, I mean, think... especially with the end of uh, Falcon and, and, and the Hot Guy. Yeah, 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 Falcon and Hot <laughs> and, Guy. And, and, yeah, and uh, the end of of uh, Black Widow. I think they're setting something up down the line. No, yeah, it makes perfect sense, and it's also uh, with uh, what's it called, uh, Black Widow. It was just also about bad timing as well, I guess, because obviously, yeah, 
I think you guys mentioned, uh, by the way, the episode you guys did a couple of weeks ago uh, on Black Widow mm-hmm. pretty much summed yeah. up everything about it. So, yeah, you know, props to you on that one. It's, it was. Oh, uh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> it, it, my, my uh, you know, Ebert response, you get a two thumbs up or, you know, whatever you want, whatever the podcast <laughs> equivalent of that. But, but it was just, it was just, there was, it was serviceable, but it didn't, um, it, it was more leaning towards a sort of, the dark world sort of vibe where it's like fine like you know like not as not as because I know dark, it is dark world isn't it? that's the second one the, yeah. Thor 2 yeah yeah, yeah, w- yeah. which is really like, I know I understand when people say they hate it or like they really despise but I'm like it was just an action film which is kind of what Black Widow I got which is right I get it but you know after after doing Endgame we're starting with this okay yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like in dodgeball, isn't it? Uh, bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's very yeah. bold. Like, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. that's, yes. Oh. That's an awesome analogy. That's a good way. Yeah, yeah that's a good yeah. way to put yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but I tell you something, I know, I know this isn't quite comics related, but Dustin, you probably know about this, but a film that I'm absolutely fascinated with is an old one, but it's Sorcerer. Oh my God. I've I've God. kind of observed your journey from afar yeah. on this. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I'll talk a little Go bit about it, it if you don't okay. mind. Yeah, it Go is. Ahead. It is a William Friedkin movie yes. from 1977, mm-hmm. and it's one that's always been in my peripheral vision that I've heard people talk about it. It's so good. I vaguely knew it was a, a, a remake of uh, like this old, well, French novel slash film, but. It is really good. Like it hits all my checklists that I have for like a classic movie. In that, it has an awesome synth score by Tangerine yep. Dream, which is a great. Like, that. that has mm-hmm. to be up there. And this is like 1977 Tangerine Dream, so it's like peak, like before Thief and everything. Right. So and the, but the the initial like just the plot is four guys down in their luck, four desperate like you know got nothing to lose guys end up in a remote village in south america where they are uh, with a sign up for a really really dangerous job of driving two trucks filled with unsafe dynamite so like this dynamite hasn't been stored properly and it could go at any time a hundred miles to an oil field where there has been a, 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 a like a massive explosion and to stop the fire they've got to use this dynamite to sort of stop this massive oil leak that's happening, you know, this oil fire. So these four guys are driving these rickety trucks over some of the most perilous like land, and it really has like a Fitzcarraldo sort of vibe. Where I'm like, like, even though I know this is a movie, I was on the edge of my seat whenever they were going <laughs> over like over these really really rubbish bridges and. Yeah, that's well, and it looks so thing. real because it yeah. kind of is. <laughs> yeah, they can't really fake it that well back then. No, but that—that's pretty much it. Like so much so that I did—I did like just you know quickly rent it. Yeah, you know, I'll finally check it out. And then I, the next day, I just bought the Blu-ray, which I never do. I never do that shit. I never be like straight away. I, I rented it, bought it, and then after that, I also bought the film that it was a remake of uh, the Wages of Fear. Or Wages, Wages of Fear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wages of Fear, yeah. Wages of Fear, which I'm very excited about that coming. So, like, like if 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 Marvel can do their version of Sorcerer, I'll be up for that. Like, you know, something like, like that. Yeah. Wait, who who can maybe? I'm trying to think who will be my 14 of the Sorcerer. 
Oh, that'd be interesting. <laughs> no, my brain, my brain. <laughs> because it'd be like maybe Wolverine because he he can go there. He's he's always. Oh yeah, he's got to be on the team. Yeah, yeah. he would do a yeah. mission like that for sure. Oh, what do you guys think? Who who do you think is like? Who would be on the team of four? Yeah, team of four, just desperate and you know messed up guys. Castle. Yes, yes. He's he's bloody. Yeah, he'd probably be the worst bunch out of a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Moon Knight would be interesting to add into that. Yes. I don't know why, so, but I, I thought of Bruce Banner because he's almost more dangerous than the truck. Yeah. But, but you don't want him to Hulk out? Oh, no, it'd be brilliant. Uh, it'd be brilliant. He'd be trying to do like a three-point turn or like you're trying to turn yeah. the... And he'd just get frustrated <laughs> he's taking 15 turns and he'd just turn into the Hulk. <laughs> well, I, I think it would be cool to have Bruce Banner, but he never turns into the Hulk. Or the whole thing is like, they're just he is just as much of a threat as these as this dynamite. Yeah, right. That yeah. would be fun. I think maybe him. I think also maybe as a is it, is it called Snowflake? The uh, no, I'm trying to think of the one that that does a superhero who's powered on cocaine or supervillain. Powered on cocaine? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, it's it, it, it's it's from the eighties. Marvel, I think it's a, a Claremont guy. Uh, oh. Uh, oh, wait, it's, I'm blanking on that. I can see it in oh, my wait, head. No, no. Sorry, it was DC. It's not Claremont. You know. No, no, it was DC. It was DC, yeah. and it was Snowflame. <laughs> which, Flame, yes. Which, Snowflame. Yeah, and he's powered by cocaine. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, I have to admit, I don't know that character. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but only saying it because he's in, in Colombia, and he is... Um, like you're like a wild card, but yeah, that would work because that's obviously DC, and yeah, it, because because I just imagine because it's in like this remote village where it's probably a shady village. That's where it's based in Sorcerer. Right. Where would you find him all the time? Like no, no, so 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 not for him. We've got a task to do. We've got we'll move this one. Go no, I just need more cocaine. No, guy, no, you don't need to have the cocaine. So that's what I'm thinking with him. <laughs> <laughs> like, but he'd be too much of a liability. In fact, in the film Sorcery, there's a guy who ends up getting killed before it even happens, and someone takes his role. That's what Snowfilm can be. Because he's, in, he's in the wrong universe as well. He's DC. What's he doing in Marvel? <laughs> well, I was just thinking... That's what if how it you was, add Banner. Yeah. What if it was... Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, what if it was Morph as Banner the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, you find out it wasn't Banner, and they were all stressed out for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that works for me. That yeah. works. Give Morph something cool to do instead of dying <laughs> in episode one of the animated series. <laughs> oh, maybe we can throw some of the weird new mutants like... Uh, what's in the, the language guy? Uh, oh, the, Cypher. Yeah, Cypher. 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 Who can talk to the island. Yeah, yeah. Great job there. You can talk to the truck, see what needs changing. Yep. Yeah, you know, but, but I still think, yeah, the, the four that we mentioned were Wolverine, Banner... Castle and Moon Knight, that is just that's just going to be awful. Yeah, awful, awful yep. tragedy of a of a, of a journey. Like imagine, yeah, imagine being trapped with those guys. <laughs> yeah, real fun the smell of Wolverine alone. Yeah. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> oh god! <sighs> Depending on which personality is working with Moon Knight, they could be just as bad. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's I think, true. I think Moon Knight and Banner will have a good. Uh, Sort of, oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess I should ask you this question, Umar. Um, since we're talking about the big boys in the comics, ooh, do you have a preference on DC or Marvel? Um, I wouldn't go to the level where it's even when you have the sort of fanboys where it's 
I read only DC or I read only Marvel. I've never yeah. gone to that level. Sure. But I do have, I would say, a preference towards Marvel. That's only because in, in my childhood, not only the comics, but also the animated shows in the 90s really lead me towards uh, Marvel. Like, you know, the X-Men, the Spider-Man yeah. cartoons. The, sure. And yes, there was... The Batman, Batman animated, animated series. series, but that was it, right? I mean, there were other ones, Superman, but that was the only think, one that was that great. Was, that was short-lived. The Superman one, one in the nineties, right. which it, it had a similar sort of style as the Batman yeah. one, but it just didn't. Yeah, it didn't have the feel. I no, didn't like it as much. No, no, but yeah, I would lean towards Marvel. Um, but like, like for example, what what drew me back to DC quite a bit was the New Fifty Two about oh, for about ten or so years ago. Yeah, but. I went at the stage where like, oh no, you know, DC is trying something new. I, I don't want anything part, or any part of it, or anything like that. I was like, no, no, I, you know, I, I want to start fresh. And, and I'll be honest, some of the new Fifty Two stuff was actually pretty decent. Uh, like the Swamp Thing and Animal Man, really big sure. fan of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it's just other than obviously Justice League, Superman, Batman. Those are like the sort main sort of guys. But then Marvel has. Even when we just look at the X Men, you just oh, more, more favorites in there. Yeah, right. well, and especially in the '90s when X Men were just there was nothing better mm. than the, the X Men in comics. At least that's how I remember it. X Men was everywhere. Arcade right. machines. Yeah, I mean, cartoons, the comics. It was everywhere. Well, and that's the thing I've talked about before. Like that '80s and '90s, you know. When the movie came out with New Mutants, I was really excited, but I was very disappointed on the final product. But yeah. anyway, you know, that that heyday of New Mutants, where it was this really contrast art in the books, yeah. and they actually had great stories. And I mean, at that point, you know, New Mutants was almost a borderline horror comic sure. yeah. in a lot yeah. of aspects. And I really love that. That's why, like... And, and I'm the same way. I can't really go one way or the other um, between the big two. Um, I did like the Vertigo lines. Oh, yeah. Yes. When they first came out. Yes. Um, I haven't read too much of the newer ones. I haven't been, you know, the ones that just kind of re-released on some. Do you uh, mean Black Label? Or? Yeah, the, the I haven't read too many on those yet. Yeah. The newer, the newer versions of, like... Um, Sandman and and Constantine and oh oh okay yeah I got you I got you. yeah yeah it's just yeah. it's I, I know I know what you mean and and it's when it comes to comics now I find myself going back to uh, what what you mentioned uh, earlier Chris was um, finding like you know proper stories and sort of indie well that's the thing I would class these guys as indie but they're not like to the level where you know self-publishing and everything like that but like publishers right. that are in between that sort of uh spectrum where you got the big two right and you got like yes. dark horse image but then you got these up-and-coming publishing companies like i'm a really big fan of vault I i've keep, seen some of those uh, yeah um like uh, like on my pull list at this moment in time i have a well it's giga or geiger a g-i-g-a yeah from yeah. Vault, it's, Giger, it's about, yeah. yeah, Giga. It's about mechs, and it's really good. And 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 the thing is, another thing that sort of swayed me towards it is the guys who work in Vault uh, in, in the comics. Are, you know, are some of you know people that I know, some of my friends, and 
when you talk to them about their stories, there's enthusiasm in there. It's going to that sort of they want to tell stories instead of, oh, you know, let's just keep this title. We have going. to tell a story to get the new issue. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's it, vault is something that I really try to like champion, and whenever anyone's talking about because I, I, I do try to keep up to date with the Marvel and DC comics. However, uh, as I remember from years ago, it always was, you want to catch up with uh, X-Men, you got to read X-Force issue 5, and then you got to read this, and then, oh, I get it, I get oh, it, there's yeah. an event, there's yeah. an event, yeah. there's always an event, but yeah. is there a story in this event? Maybe, who knows? But That's why it's so hard to lose, so easy to lose track, I should say. Right. Yeah. It's so easy to just get off the, the bus for a while. That said, incre- uh, the uh, Immortal Hulk is it Immortal, the one by Ali Uig? Yes, yes. That's really good. That That's, again, because it's not your t- t- uh, traditional Marvel-like comic. It's, it's borderline horror. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, it definitely it's is. terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a yeah, story and to it. that's coming to an end, too. So it's kind of like, okay, where are they going to go from? Yeah, and, and hopefully they take heed from that. In, because it's, it, it was like a 50 or a 70 issue run. Something like that. Like yeah, I think it's something like that. Pretty lengthy and not. I didn't, I don't remember much of a crossover in there. I don't remember much of no. Uh, like you know, oh, read this issue. But it was a good continual story of around seventy issues, which is quite a lot of pages. And obviously there'll be right. an omnibus uh, omnibus at some time. I can I can expect. Sure. That's something I would really like more from the big two. Again, I don't run. The, the business side or the marketing side because again I guess crossovers probably help them a lot more but if you were to do just a story on one or two not even characters but like you know like a central even like if it was X-Force or uh, you know New Mutants or something like that but you just concentrate it on those titles and don't try to link in the Avengers into here then link in the Young Avengers and then you know all this I get it this needs to be done in terms of you know from a business side but if you were just to concentrate on a character and build a story around them and yeah probably featuring cameos from other uh, characters in other things but the story needs to drive the comic not you know the issues that that, that seems to be a theme today yes yes (laughs) that's all we want (laughs) just stories please please it helps everyone right now what about dr strange 2 is coming out pretty soon oh Mm. next year is it uh and they say this will be the first horror marvel film uh, Interesting. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, it's directed by Sam Raimi, who we oh, know oh. can can do something like that. Um, my first. Do you question, have any feelings? My first question would be: Is what is Bruce Cram- uh, Bruce Campbell's role? That's the most important thing. It's been it's right. been teased. It has been teased, and I know that he will be in it. So that's the most I, important thing. But everything else is secondary. It's just Bruce. And Campbell. I would agree with you, one hundred percent, of course. Exactly. Uh, anyone who listens knows that I just got all excited when you said Bruce Campbell. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, thank you, thank you. The guy, the chin just kills. Like, but, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, when they mean uh, okay, so when they say horror, I. D- I do wonder what they mean by that. Right. Yes, because you can do horror without, you know, obviously slasher, stabbing, and, you know, all that stuff. It doesn't need to be visceral, but it needs to be unsettling, and it needs to tap into things that they haven't touched before, which is going to be interesting, because you could argue some certain parts of the previous Marvel movies have been horrific. Like, there have been elements of... You know, quoted in that sort of action setting that they have, but there'll be 
uh, you know, I just, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but it'll be, I guess, some moments in Guardians where, you know, it, horror elements where obviously sure. aliens and all right. that stuff, but going full horror into it, it just would be, are, are they going to go more for like sort of, because it is Doctor Strange as well, sort of existential sort of stuff like psychological yeah. uh, psych uh, what's the other word I want psycho psycho uh, no hold on what's the psychedelic even yeah psychedelic, psychedelic yeah, I, I sort of psychosomatic like from yeah, sure I, I, from frontier psychiatrist or something like that you know like, but <laughs> but it just would be yeah it'd be interesting to see what they do and. Sam Raimi's a good choice. Like he has, what was the last movie? Was his last movie was, I believe, Oz the Great and Powerful, which we can kind of forget about. Yeah. No, but, uh, but, but, but before that, it was t- Drag Me to Hell. I was going to say Drag Me to Hell was a good one. I, I don't remember this yeah. Oz Great and the Magical. You're talking about. I've never heard of. You this. don't need to. No, it's no, fine. Don't no, worry about it. James Frank. No, I don't think James Franco was in that. <laughs> no, no. no. Yeah, Let's no. pretend like no, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. No, nope. but, but also look, okay, because it also within the confines that. Sam uh, Raimi has had in the past he is able to do really good horror because the scene that instantly comes into my head is Spider-Man 2 Doc Ock's oh, the arm, arm scene yeah. that the evil dead scene yes that would be <laughs> Sam Raimi like basically if he taps into that and then you know filters it through uh, you know uh, the, the, you know Doctor Strange lens Right, it'll work. I, I can't see it not working if he just sort yeah. of, if they sort of let him do his thing. But obviously, I agree. Yeah, sort of rein him in when needed <laughs> because everyone needs a bit of reining in. But I, I think it does seem like yeah, his whole thing is like within these constraints, and he's always got these constraints that he has to deal with. He's he's he shines and excels when it's him trying to think outside the box because he's got these handcuffs on by the studio or by the budget or whatever. Yeah, uh, I think you're totally. I think you nailed it because I had the right. same exact thought when we first when I first brought this up. So yeah, I think you were dead on. Hey, two for that. two. I like it. Two for I two. mean, personally, I would love to see this movie kind of a combination of a drag me to hell meets altered states with the MCU flair. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, sold. <laughs> I mean, because think about it, that is Doctor Strange. I mean, really, kind of. If you see some of those scenes. Almost leans into that altered states a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. especially the dimension scene where he's seeing fingers upon fingers and yeah, just gross it out like like fuck it. Why don't you chuck in Jacob's ladder in there as well? Uh, oh my god, yes. <laughs> just yes. just like what is real, what isn't real, just full. Like, but it just would be brilliant when you imagine like little Timmy, six-year-old going to watch the new Doctor <laughs> Strange, and it's just full of Jacob's. Ladder horrific image. <laughs> no child will sleep tonight. No, yeah. like you said, you wanted a horror movie. Here's your fucking horror movie. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I wish Marvel would have the balls to do that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Like, listen, That's... this is this is rated R. Yeah. It's Doctor Strange, and if you want to know about the rest of the MCU, you gotta go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you'll have to wait well, that... 15 years. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my one thing that, you know, they talk about going into horror with this. My one big horror for MCU that I want to see, and they can honestly introduce mutants this way, is do the Inferno storyline. Ooh. That would... That would work. I'm just thinking about it. Well, how would they connect that to the MCU where it is right now? Mm. Well, I mean, right now you're doing the multiverse thing. Yeah. Which, if, you know, 
little bit of spoilers, really gets kicked off at the end of Loki. Yeah. Knowing that, you know, this multiverse thing. So, I mean, you've already seen, which they say it's not connected, but it's kind of connected to New Mutants. You've already introduced Ileana, which is the best character in that movie. Yeah, sure. Um, so, you've got it right there. And look at her portals that she hops through. Look a lot like the portals that Doctor Strange opened. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that little connection right there. Okay. I could see that. And Inferno is kicked off because of Ileana. So the wheels are turning. Yeah. So... I don't think they'll go for it, but it would be cool. I know they wouldn't. You know, this is just a pipe dream. But, you know, you've got the introducing mutants, so you've got Scott Summers, you know, the whole Phoenix thing, even though all that stuff is was trash. Oh, yeah, yeah they did that already. You know, um, no but, you know, you can introduce Madeline Pryor, which also jumps into all that and start this whole demonic multiverse... Limbo combined with the breaking open of, you know, alternate realities and Doctor Strange. No, I'll see it. And it would throw it all, in, you know, into this giant, giant spiral that can culminate into it, into Inferno. It'd be a massive, sure. like sort of a mystical gumbo. <laughs> like just, it, I mean, just it honestly to, would. Yeah. But it can be. I mean, you know, scenes like one of the New Mutants. Um, Issues where this, you know, where they're trying to corrupt Ileana, and you're seeing these nuns jump into a blender because of the milk of human goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that would be messed up. That would be the sort of, yeah, the sort, the sort the, for the horror to tackle that. I would say they need to look at sort of previous stories, sort of previous storylines, and and take influence from there because 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 right. i really think if they could the days of future past that would be an awesome one to start with they could, but, and do it right exactly because i'm saying what what happened with wherever the hell that was in x-men yeah. right yeah they did not do that with, I, I, it was a mess guys and like yes, I it so. was a mess i i liked first class Mm-hmm. I think first class is okay, with a few exceptions, but mostly, yeah, I kind of like first class. With, with first class, my main sort of thing was I could watch a full movie. No, fuck that. I could watch a full trilogy of Magneto going around hunting Nazis. Please. That, I mean, that's really all oh, I want. Yeah, yeah uh, then all this other stuff, I'm like, fine, whatever. But I, I, would, I could watch Michael Fassbender, who is another... Uh, what, what, what do we call uh, Falcon and... What was it? Falcon and... Falcon and the hot, the hot guy. guy. Hot guy. So yeah, Michael Fast, you know, he, you know, the Magneto, the hot guy, just going around Magneto, the hot South guy, America, yeah. just going around. Well, oh, he's another one that could have been in the sorcerer thing. Yeah. A truck, oh, a he's truck getting yeah, stuck, yeah. and he tries yeah. to pull the truck up, but he's got to do it carefully because there's dynamite in the back. Right. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, I went on a tangent there. I was like, yeah. That sounds Mag- good. Magneto, <laughs> that sounds good. Because he's okay. he'll also have history in South America, and he'll get distracted all oh, the yeah. time. Oh, Can someone do like a fan poster? I would love to see yeah, that. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. Oh, please. Awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I would love to see a trilogy with him as Magneto in an inglorious bastard style. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. That's my favorite Tarantino. I'll say it. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, no, it's just with, with, with the whole sort of horror thing, they're going to have to tread carefully, I say. Just. Oh, yeah. 
are they going to unravel 22, 20, whatever it is, movies by going balls to the wall here? Or will they manage to do, like, like I'll be honest with, the Marvel uni- uh, cinema, uh, Cinematic Universe, thank God Guardian of the Galaxies came along at the time it did. Yeah, yes. I think you're completely right. I think with that sort of adjusted the course a little bit mm. and sort of changed the rules. And oh, I think you're right. I think it probably saved saved it. Yeah, because because they, they still would have hit that sort of twenty two twenty one film or you know whatever Endgame was that sort of mark, but it wouldn't have that sort of revival in the middle of its run. Because uh, I think just before um, uh, Guardians, it was it was that Thor two, wasn't it? And then and all and all those films sort of. It, it, I, I do like Iron Man two. I really like Iron Man three, by the way, because yeah, Sh- Shane Black just. It, that, that's another one where they, where they changed the rules and I understand why some people were like well that's not my Mandarin, that's not how the Mandarin is meant to be, but I'm like, but they subverted sure. it in a way that I, I was okay with, because I was like, oh shit, they got me because I was yep, expecting... I'm okay with that one too right. yeah. yeah, I was expecting the Mandarin to be like this big bad, but then as soon as I saw his name was Trevor, I was like, I'm in. I'm into that. Trevor? Yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that like so good, they just yeah. did it so yeah. well, but it's just the previous films before then it was like, you know, Iron Man 2 fine Thor 2 good uh, but then obviously it needed Guardians so I'm hoping Doctor Strange 2 if they alter the formula a little bit because another thing is with Black Widow like I mentioned it's per- perfectly serviceable film but what what did it add like, what what sort of oh shit did you see this specific thing that they did in this model movie it hasn't been right. done before where you know, like well, Winter Soldier, where like, oh, they went for like a Bond sort of theme with this one. Then it worked. Oh, great! Yeah. You should check it out. With yeah. um, to be fair, they did try the Bond thing again, but it didn't quite work as well as Winter Soldier, in my opinion. With Black Widow, right. yeah. Well, I mean, it was pretty obvious when they're showing Moonraker. <laughs> yeah. in the movie. Yes. Come on. <laughs> but can I, can I just side note? Do you have a favorite Bond? I'm a huge Bond fan. Oh, uh, Bond or Bond film? Uh, uh, both. Both, oh, both. Okay, both. okay, okay. I'll, I'll, <laughs> Tell I'll, me both. I'll take the Bond first, which is mine is Dalton. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. That doesn't offend me. I, I really, really like both of his movies. Yeah, it, because mine's to do with, I guess, sort of like a nostalgia buying. So, you know, because I did grow up with uh, Bronson as my Bond, as most people have. However, yeah. um, I sort of got introduced to Bronson around you know the the latter few films not yeah the, those Brosnan yeah. movies go off the rail yeah yeah and I, and I I think he's like Brosnan looks like Bond but I, I, you know you know he was still trying to be Remington Seal as Bond <laughs> yes yes <laughs> Which is the worst combination you can go yeah. for. No. no. So, okay, your favorite Bond is Timothy Dalton. Yes. Do you have a favorite Bond film? Oh. Ooh, ooh. It's okay it, if you don't know off the top of your head. No, but the thing is, I'm, I'm just going, because as as you will be aware of this, Dustin, I'm, 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 there's different uh, categories that I'm going in, but most one I'm going for is the sort of coziness, one that I can always go back to. Sure. And the sort of one that I like to watch the most frequently I would probably say ooh yeah I'd probably say live and let die really very yeah. good one yeah, yeah. because yeah, it, I mean it, yeah that is, that is um, Roger Moore's first isn't it the first Roger Moore yes. yeah. and it's because and, and, it's so and, 70s I'll be honest it did sort of when I when it used to be on repeat as a kid 
it did scare me a bit. Right, it has horror so. elements yeah. for sure. And, yes, and I love, as you know, I love my horror, and and especially, um, no, it wasn't Kananga. What's the name of Kananga's? Mister Big? No, Mister Big. At the end? No, who who's the guy at the oh, end no, on uh, the train? Um, I can't. Oh yeah, it's Kananga. Oh no no no, yeah. no, 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 Baron Samedi. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When he was alive at the end on the train, that flipping traumatized me for, for a while. <laughs> it's so out that of place, laugh. really, but that I love laugh it. Well. Yes, yes, and it's so good and. And obviously, it has the best death of all time, uh, the Kananga Balloon. Kananga Balloon? <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> How about I mean, you guys? What's your guys' favorite? Uh, Roger Moore. Far I was going to say, I can pr- pretty much guess yeah. the, the person for. Roger G-Man. Moore is my bond, for sure. But I think the one I rewatch the most, it's a toss up because I do rewatch. I watched On Her Majesty's Secret Service so many times. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I yes. love that movie. And I don't think. Lazenby's that bad, really. No, um, he just got the short end of the stick because I yep, think of his antics afterwards. Following, well, yeah, that right. and just following Connery is like, come on, yeah, yeah. This is, it wasn't fair. Um, I also often rewatch Diamonds Are Forever, which Ooh. I know people really dislike, but I, for some reason, that one just I I like to turn it on because you know it's Connery, it feels cozy, it's he's Bond, you know, he is the original Bond, but I don't know. That one I watch a lot, and then A View to a Kill is... <laughs> That's brilliant. That's it's brilliant. probably the one I've seen the most. They've got to remake it with, like, Bees or Zuckerberg and all those guys as, you know, like, <laughs> instead of Silicon Valley. Well, essentially, it is Silicon Valley-based. Yeah. yeah. All these guys, because they, they do want to be Bond villains, let's be honest. So, would, it, yeah. would it still be mostly about <laughs> horse racing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> it won't be about Bitcoins. It won't be about NFTs. It'll be about horse racing. So throw, throw that curveball at people. No, we're not yeah. changing the plot. It's still, it's still about horse racing. But I mean, you've got Walken, you've got Grace Jones, yes. you've got Roger Moore. Yes. There's so much good stuff. All the stuff that happens in America, I, I love that. He, he goes to the Phantasm House. Like, what more do you want, really? Yes, yes, he does, doesn't he? Oh, man. So good. I didn't mean to go oh, off yeah. on a tangent. Now, there, no, there are some no. James Bond comics that I've read. Um, there are some decent ones. Um, Ooh, which but, ones? Which ones? Uh, there, there's, there's quite a few. Uh, they've been going for a long time. They actually did some really cool tie-in comics. Um, oh. so you can, you can find like retro. Oh yes, we did a. Uh, which one was it that I was just looking at? It was one of the Roger Moore movies, I think, and they, they did like a tie-in comic, like as a promotional thing, and it was like the movie kind of condensed into a four-part. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, they do that. And it was just so. Uh, it's so. I love that stuff. I also recently, not totally not related. But Mike Mignola in the 90s did yeah. a, a a comic adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Are you aware of this? No. But obviously, I know Mike. I know Mike Mignola. I know, yeah. I know, I know Hellboy, which... Oh, speaking of, of course. Hellboy, just going back briefly, I think Dan Harbour's performance in uh, Black Widow was retribution for what he did in Hellboy. Like, he was, he was, I've got to admit, yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I didn't know that about... Uh, uh, the Dracula. Um, it's it's so worth looking at because it, it, Mike Mignola is like the perfect person to translate these strange sort of uh, oh yeah weird ideas that that movie is trying to convey, and the and the lust and the romance and the darkness and the oh, I just love it so much, Umar. He, he's so well, he's and that Hellboy esque art for it. it well, oh, truly, yeah. yeah, it looks like yeah. Hellboy. It's high contrast. It's beautiful. Right. They re they remastered it recently and re released it. And uh, is remaster the right word? I don't know. I'm a music guy. Sorry. Yeah. They, re- no, they retouched it. It yeah. looks nice. 
uh, I, I highly recommend you can get it in graphic novel form. Ooh, okay. It I'll is keep an so, so good. I just, it's like one of my favorite comics that I own. I'll be honest, so. I think uh, when you talk about the Bond comics, one that did come into mind, I think Dynamite did some recent Bond, you know, like basically it is a James Bond license. And yeah. th- they were pretty fun. They were like, I think one was called Hammerhead or something. James yes, Bond. That, yep, Hammerhead was one. Is that yeah. the one? Yeah, that's the one that. Yeah. Um, that just ended, right? Not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, and, and it, it was just a sort of, you know, you, just you, a Bond mission, exactly. like Bond going on a mission. Exactly. That's Bond all I mission. want. And, and it's yeah. really fun. It was really fun. And um, oh, what was uh, if you like your sort of spy comics? Uh, is it called King King and Country? It, it's uh, Anthony Johnston wrote one of the graphic novels. I really like it. It's like a like a SAS sort of. Oh yeah, but it's the guy who did. Uh, hmm. you, you know the comic that um, Atomic Blonde is based on. I really like. Uh, yeah, yes. I like Atomic Blonde. Yes. We've so, talked about that. So, yeah. Seek out his his work, uh, Anthony Johnston. He does some really good yeah. sort of spy stuff. And yeah. I'm, I'm blanking on the. I think it's called like God and Country. The series. Him and Greg Rucker. This is about ooh, maybe about ten fifteen years ago. They did it and they did this uh, sort of three graphic novel series. Really good, really. I think it's black and white as well, and it's got that sort I'll of look it up. Cold yeah. War espionage sort of stuff. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I really love sort of espionage comics. Really yeah. fun. That Which, by good. the way, the movie Atomic Blonde did not do the comics justice. Yeah, I liked the movie well enough. I liked it. I but... didn't like the. You know, I liked the movie. It's not that I didn't. It just the comic is so much better. Absolutely, absolutely. It it just goes above and beyond. And oh yeah. And to be fair, when you have Charlie's. Theron as as a lead, it's kind of hard to fuck that up. (laughs) Now, I I did ask you earlier if you had any notes. Is there anything you want to bring up before we get to our final feature of the show? Uh, I mean, just a couple of things. You know, um, the Snake Eyes movie came out this week. Is there there any chance that it's good? I just feel like it's for kids and, you know. I mean, it's probably, if you take out the whole G.I. Joe aspect, it's probably, you know, your stereotypical just action movie mm. strictly popcorn action movie ninja military film yeah I mean you know your standard thing yeah well not like we haven't seen that <laughs> no it was a joke <laughs> I know it was um a, yeah. like a um we saw the first poster for the new anime of the uh, Blade Runner 2049 yes that's interesting yeah I heard of that uh and the Dune trailer also. Yes, the Dune trailer. I couldn't be more excited for Dune. That's just... I've said it so many times on this show. Just give me the Dune. Give me Dune. <laughs> Not too much longer. A couple more months. Yep. I want to see Frank's Herbert. Yeah. Show it to me, Frank. <laughs> and, and the yeah, only other... Spicy yeah, boy. The only the spicy boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only um, other thing that I wrote down is we saw the first trailer for the final season of Walking Dead. I'm so don't so, care. Is that I'm still sorry. on? I just do not care. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, now, now a cool side note. On my way home, traveling from Florida, um, you saw Daryl Dixon. <laughs> well, no, no, but I saw the set of Alexandria. Oh, you saw oh, the set? Yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Okay. We passed by. We we took a like detour to get away from traffic in in the uh, Georgia area. And we went literally right by. You could see maybe from not even a half a mile away the set of Alexandria. 
That's which was cool. really cool. But they weren't shooting or anything, but I I could tell from watching that. I think once Rick died, I quit watching. <laughs> I, 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 Just because the show itself, it was getting very redundant, uh, and it was getting almost far fetched. Yeah, you know, and I say that realizing. I'm talking about a zombie <laughs> apocalypse show. But, but that can but, be... It's very grounded, the very threat of zombies, because if anything, just look at the last year and a bit. We pretty much yeah. lived in a, you know, in a, in a in a allegory of a zombie pandemic. It's very so, funny. Yeah, yes. sort of vibe, but it's just... As I was walking dead, I've only seen a handful. I saw like the first season. I was like, I get it. I, I prefer... Right. That's what dead. I did, yeah. I, I've seen Dawn yeah. of the Dead. I prefer Dawn of the Dead, if I'm being honest. I don't understand. Oh, absolutely. But, but it's also with... Um, Okay, if you're listening, Robert Kirkman, on the off chance, if you want me to work out image, I'm fine with that. I don't want to, you know. But, but <laughs> hey, I love it, image yeah, comics. Exactly, yes. exactly. So, so you, you could skip the next fifteen, thirty seconds if you're if you're listening, Robert. You know, cool. But it's just with the Walking Dead. If you're talking about a story that is kind of redundant and sort of over and over again, like, it's like, like from what I understand, you know, watching recaps or hearing it from other people. It goes, it goes from season to season. Oh, we found this idyllic town. Oh, it's not idyllic. Oh, we found this idyllic town. Yeah. It's not idyllic. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. Shit or get off the pot, guys. Like, yeah. end right. it or... Right. Oh, like, oh, it just... Yeah. That's, well, that's what and listen, it's clearly a huge success. People love it, so maybe we're wrong. Mm, I don't no. know. I, no. Oh, okay. yeah, you're right. I, I, no. I, you know, no, it, I, what I mean is... I mean, obviously, it's it works for somebody. So let them have their fun. I mean, yeah, let, let them know. have their fun and everything. Like that. But it's just the... No one's making me watch it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just with the actual story. Yeah, the main thing is that there's a whole universe of weird zombie things that you can explore. Why not? Why not take it? Yeah. Not, not, not take it weird, because I've always had this idea of... Oh, fuck it, I'll just say it now. Just a set piece. It's not, it's not a, a pitch, but it's just a set piece of where there's people cornered. In fact, this could work in a spoof where people are cornered and someone goes out to sacrifice themselves to like you know I'll die you know take, let the zombies take me and then the zombies just yeah. bypass them because they're like no we actually picked they one you know, this guy's a bit <laughs> fucking you know he doesn't have the brains or we don't really like it and that sort of hurts that guy's ego that'd be really funny and, be funny. and he's the survivor he's the survivor he, it's his story exactly. that's, like, that's a, intriguing to me I see yeah. a Simon Pegg Nick Frost movie in your future <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. exactly <laughs> like <laughs> Simon Pegg finally makes the right decision in his life right. and the zombies <laughs> don't want to eat him yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's sure. gold yeah yeah there we just somebody it. write that down yeah write it down and we'll send it over to them uh, yeah, we, yeah. we're on the same island well actually they're probably in LA Found now them too. So yeah, you guys hit them up. You guys give them a call. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make that call right after we talk to John Favreau about our ideas with Star Wars. Shows. We have <laughs> yeah. some ideas, yeah. Uh, but okay, uh, one thing before we get into our main feature, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to point something out. Last episode, we had an email from a listener, Juan, who wanted me to try this game, Nosferatu. It was a Super Nintendo game from like 1994, and I actually recorded myself playing it. Uh, I recorded a video, and then I went to edit the video, and it was frozen on the menu screen. And you, you can hear me talking, but the video is useless. So I'll just tell you my thoughts very quickly. Okay. I really liked it. The music is amazing. Like, 10 out of 10. I can't believe it's a Super Nintendo game. 
it's the gameplay is like uh, Prince of Persia meets Castlevania. Okay. But you're like a uh, your guy is clearly a kickboxer or something. He's like a great <laughs> fighter, and you're just punching these ghouls in this dungeon. And uh, but because it plays, you have no weapons, right? You don't have a weapon to start with anyway. Right. Um, the controls are a little tough. That was probably my biggest complaint. It was a little stiff. But the music and the animations are incredible for a Super Nintendo game. It's unbelievable. So uh, it, it is a game that I think I will be attempting to complete. I, it's like a this treasure that you found, Juan. I can't believe it's so, for me, it's like a perfect game for me. It's one of those where it's screen by screen. There is a There is a time limit. You have a certain amount of time to get to the next area, and as you're doing this, you're picking up these items that extend your time. Yeah. So it, it, it is it is likely not too long of a game. It's more of a memorize where the where the fights are, what the what the hazards are, learn the move you have to do to get through, and then figure out the next area. It's almost like a an action platformer based series of puzzle rooms. Okay. It's all all wrapped up in this beautiful '90s gothic vampire John Carpenter sounding aesthetic. Uh, sign me up. I mean, it's great. So, Juan, I just wanted to say thank you. I really enjoy it. Uh, I have actually picked it up and played it a few times since then. So, yeah, that's a that's a great game. I really enjoy it. I can see how people would maybe be frustrated by because you do die a lot, and it's like, well, we've got to start over. But that's sort of my era when I really started playing games. So I'm just sort of used to that. It doesn't bother me at all. So 10 out of 10. I'm, I would play it again, and I will. What, were you playing it? On the cartridge or an emulator or I was emulating it, yeah. Okay. But I, I would like to grab a cartridge. I, it's funny if you look at the cover art, Dracula looks like he's wearing a Michael Myers, Michael Myers mask. mask. <laughs> <laughs> but it's clearly all it's cashing in on the uh, the early '90s Dracula frenzy because of the Bram Stoker's Dracula movie. Oh, didn't they have a game uh, of that? They did, and I owned yeah. it in the '90s uh, without having seen the film. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it was kind of like, from what I remember, sort of disjointed, but the opposite of what you were saying. Like, it yes. was a beat-em-up, but it wasn't, a, it was kind of a um, 3D model. Like, it was actually like a, like, it, it was either, I don't know if it was SNES and Mega, you know, you know SNES or Genesis, but it was a... Uh, Oh, say Mega Drive, please. Hey, 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 I know my audience. I'm not going to... You know, hey, <laughs> we, we see the countries. This is yes. an international show. <laughs> right. Mega Drive slash Genesis there. Cover all bases. But, but it was sort of... It could have been the CD, I think it was. There is a, there is a CD version of that, yeah, which is completely yeah. different. The one I had was for Genesis, and it's all sprites, and you play as Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not very good. It's no. really not. Kind of like that. I like the idea. Yeah, it didn't quite land because you fight bats all the time. You do fight a few bats. Uh, yes. Yeah. You're essentially an exterminator. <laughs> yeah. You pretty much summed up the majority of the game right there. Yeah. yeah. It ain't great. But, that's so, probably, but anyway, what? Well, yeah. I just wanted to say one more thanks to Juan. Uh, very cool uh, suggestion, and I, yeah. I apologize I couldn't get the video to work. Uh, there is audio, but it's mainly me going, oh, okay, oh, okay, I got it. Oh, okay, I jumped, okay. All right, I'll try that again. Oh, so, did you see that? You know. No, Dustin, no, we didn't. No. <laughs> I thought about editing the audio together, but it just wasn't good. So. <laughs> All right, well, so we, we did uh, come up with a feature idea for this episode, and I... I'm kind of excited to hear what you guys come up with. So so the idea is to pitch a dream comic book that you would like to see. 
not necessarily that you're going to write or whatever, but just something that you would like to exist, right? And it can be in any universe. There is no legal, you don't have to worry about licensing. Uh, you can use whatever characters or properties that you want. And this is like, uh, you know, and it can be as long or it can be a series. It can be a one shot. It can be one issue, whatever you want. Okay. And uh, so it's just, I want you each to pitch to me uh, a comic book and I'll pitch one to you as well of like just something you would like to see. So, okay. uh, Chris, would you like to go first? Yeah, I've got two, so I'm, I'm going to go with one first that uh, everybody's kind of... I had this as a show idea or a movie idea on one of our previous episodes, but I almost think this would play better as a comic. It's Wolverine versus Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love the idea. Yeah. You know, and, and I kind of... If you, you know, follow our show and, and heard our... our uh, because this was our mashup episode. Yeah. I think that I talked about this. Um, anyway, at some point, you know, Wolverine is tracking down what he thinks is another Wendigo. Um, and finds out that it's a predator. Yes. Attack, Whatever you know, that is. Yeah. Goes after, you know, the battle ensues. He kills the predator. Well, all of a sudden, at like, we'll, we'll, we'll do this the first issue. Um... You know, typical alien abduction. The giant light comes down. And Wait, he gets abducted? Yes, he gets abducted. I'm ten times more interested now that he's been abducted. Yes. And when he wakes up, he is on the Predator home world. <laughs> Yautja Prime. <laughs> yes. Of course, of course. Yes. And there is a clan battle for domination on the planet. Yeah. And... Whoever kills Logan, Logan becomes yeah. the planetary chieftain. Yes. But what if no one can kill Logan? Exactly. And when we go through, you know, several issues on a short run, we end with Logan a la Conan in the end of Conan. So Logan the Barbarian. Yeah. Exactly. On the Logan throne. the Conqueror. Logan the Conqueror on the throne. Holy shit! Well, of of the Predator planet. I think what would be a good addition in there as well is if you know, like in the Warriors, where you have the orphans. If Logan finds himself, because he'll need an army, if he finds himself the yes. cousin of the orphans of the Predators, who are kind of feckless, kind of not the strongest group, and then Logan sort of. Bill Gims an uneasy sort of partnership with him, but then they become bonded and then they become blood brothers and they sort of help him fight against the rest and help him take the throne. That would be just so That's a perfect addition. And I to also yes. I have another one. Okay. I, I think he should I think the ship should be preparing to land. Logan wakes up on it like in the ship and crashes the ship onto the planet. Yes. Yes. That's how yes. they land. Yes. I want yeah. him to, to just bring the whole damn thing down. Yeah. Right. That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, do you have a title in mind, or would it just be Logan versus the uh, Logan versus Predator with an S at the end? Predators. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, kind of like the Batman versus Predator, just oh, Lo- yeah. you know, wo- just Logan ver- you know, Wolverine versus Predators. I, I, have you? It's sad note. Have you read the Judge Dredd versus Batman versus Predator? 
Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> that is an awesome. It is. Awesome there's also series. one with the Riddler. Wait, well, sorry, I don't know if it was a Predator. I know it was definitely Judge Red. I think it's versus Aliens. Oh, I think there's also. There is Aliens. Yeah, but there's, there's yeah, aliens. it's it's so a, many. Yeah, it's like a combination of everyone in there. The one that I remember is the Judge Red and uh, Predator, uh, Judge Red and Batman one, where the Riddler tries to capture him, and it's it's just a one shot. It's a very like from the early nineties, and it has Alan right. Grant. Writing it, uh, and I think with um, ah, well, f- fuck was it? John Wagner as well, you know, Mr. Just Dread himself. And it's right, a really yes. fun book, really fun, really silly. But I love these verses of like, you know, <laughs> like, like what, like <laughs> Logan versus yeah. A, it's so is, yeah, how, how has that not been done before? And B, and how like, can it be? Who wouldn't want to see that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Yeah. And All I right. would love to go to the art of like. The first individual run of Wolverine. Oh uh, yeah, you know I that see oversee. You know the the one cover of him in the black like tank top and black pants with all the hand ninjas dead around him. Yeah, standing there where it's kind of the shade over his eyes. You know. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty sweet. So envision that kind of art style, you know, perspective on that. I think would be great. Oh, I think I'm into it. I think another. Addition, another wrinkle onto that where we have obviously Logan needs the army, he has the army right. of these sort of weaker predators. There should be like, like basically a, a human or a human like alien in there who's kind of the sort of like translator for Logan, and he's been kept around in this tribe as like a good luck sort of charm. Like they haven't killed him for whatever reason, and he comes sort of Logan's human surrogate, like you know, like. Because Logan's just going to scream and grunt at these aliens, and these aliens don't understand what he's saying, so he's like, sort of in between, like this sort of funny comic relief sort of character. Basically, like yeah, like just sort of eases the tension throughout the book. That would really could like, almost um, tie tie him back to like what was it, uh, Predators Two? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was one of the those final surviving predators from that one. Yeah, the sort of like oh, the, the, I know, well, like a human version. Yeah, like a yeah. human. That, like, yeah. All predators yeah. are like, like one of the survivors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, this little five foot ten guy in, in predator gear. I was thinking of um, <laughs> you made me think of Escape from New York. I was just listening to the commentary and uh, Ernest Borgnine. Yes, he's like the right. He's like the perfect guy to do Basically that role. Basically, him. Like, uh, yeah, like you can. Even- he kind of knows. He knows the area. He knows everybody. He knows who you shouldn't mess with. He can get you around town. Yeah, exactly. The sort of vibe from yeah. um, uh, also another film like the Kong Skull, uh, Kong Skull Island, where you have uh, oh right John C. Riley. Sort of. Yeah, I've been here for ages. I'm a bit crazy, but I'll help you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that. Yeah, exactly. That, 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 that'd be awesome. That, if, if it was a movie, that would be the perfect casting for that character is John C. Riley. Yeah. No, I want sure. Ernest Borgnine. Well, well that's a get a hard. shovel. I don't know. Then we start, you know, when we started going back into the Walking Dead, kind of. Yes. At that point. Yeah, zombie in this Borgnine. Oh God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Ernest. I love Rest in peace, Mr. Borgnine. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, Okay, I'll go next. Mine. I don't know what it was, and I had several ideas, but I maybe because I just recently rewatched all four films. But I've had Indiana Jones on the brain yeah. the last couple of weeks. Always and I, a good and thing. I, it, was, it was one of those things where I hadn't seen them in a long time, like 10 years. And I sort of forgot how much I cared about those movies and love them and how, well, cozy they are. And the, the, the way the music affects me and just seeing Harrison Ford and that crooked smile and the whip and the hat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I just like, it just instantly took me back to my childhood. And I just, I really got in the zone for 
Indiana Jones. So I couldn't get Indiana Jones out of my mind. So I thought of Indiana Jones, and this is a work in progress title, Indiana Jones and the Castle of Spirits. Okay. Okay. So Indiana Jones is, you know, he's he's a teacher, he's an archaeologist, he's an adventurer. He's always getting approached by weird people with weird requests and whatever. So what if Indiana Jones receives an invitation to a sort of uh, House on Haunted Hill style Ooh. meeting, right, right, in this old castle in some old, you know, somewhere. I don't know where. I haven't gone that far. A castle? Then he's looking for tapestries? Uh, the tapestries? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're here to view the tapestries. Well, what if he goes there and at first, and they do like, a, I, I just have this great vision of him. The, the, people, the, the host wants to do a seance and he's like, come on. You know, he's so skeptical, even though he's seen, you know, <laughs> the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> melt people's faces and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But, you know, he's very cynical about it and doesn't want to do it. But it would be great if they did a, a seance and something goes wrong and you don't know what's going on. And they kind of it's almost like a Scooby-Doo yeah. where they're really trying to yeah, convince right. him that there's something ghostly going on. But then it turns out there's some plot and there's just try, they're trying to steal some artifact, something. And he ends up in the dungeon. Well, in the dungeon... He, there is actually something supernatural going on, and he has to fight a, like hordes of skeletons with swords, and uh, it's like you know, think of like an old school. Jason you know, and the Argonauts. Yeah, yeah exactly. But don't, don't you want to see Harrison Ford <laughs> punching a bunch of skeletons? Yeah, yeah. Come on, he could he could just dispatch skeletons for ten minutes, and I would just be happy about that. <laughs> uh, I would love to see him fight an army of of undead creatures, skeletons. Um, have to deal with like a maybe some kind of sorcerer type character who it might be real it might be an illusion we don't know maybe they drugged him i I don't care but i just want to see him go on this like creepy i want to see harrison ford in a creepy mansion dealing with possibly ghosts definitely skeletons uh he's trapped in this dungeon and there's maybe uh i don't know I, i would love to see just like horror indiana jones i like that concept so indiana jones in the castle of spirits Cause I think it would be a great little thing. That would be cool. And also, if you were going to go down the route of it not being uh, an actual supernatural thing, you could do, if you're speaking of crossovers, you could do Indiana Jones versus Mysterio. Oh, perfect. Yeah, like, there you go. Like, that has the cash and the whole illusions. But I like I like the whole. Because also, when you said uh, Indiana Jones fighting skeletons, I was thinking. Uh, uh, Brendan Fraser, which is pretty much Indiana Jones in, uh, in the Mummy, yeah. when he was fighting oh, the yeah. mummies, and it's just comical where one mummy's jumping exactly. his head. It'll be brilliant. <laughs> I would love to see Harrison Ford just like you know Scream doing crazy like things. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I, I had an idea of him like uh, whipping one and like like pulling it through a door, but it's like all the bones break, and then he's like smashing them in, it. like Bruce Campbell in the cemetery in Army yeah. of Darkness, just yeah. like, yeah. keep your damn filthy bones out of my mouth. Exactly, exactly. And so, where like, uh, just say... He's just annoyed by them. Like the said artifact, one of the skeletons picks it up, and it starts running away with it, and then, yeah. and then Indiana Jones... Shoots it? No, no he, he whips him around like the oh, rib yeah. cage or whatever, or the spine, yeah. whips it back, and he grabs like the, the, the bottom half of the, of the skeleton, so then he has the legs. Uh, Indiana Jones has the legs, Sweet and he looks sort of puzzled. But then you look at the skeleton, and he's crawling away with the artifact. 
that'd, that'd be hilarious. Yes. And then he beats it with his with the leg. With his tibula, just don't bonks it on its head, and the skeleton does like a like a groan and just he just takes it off him. Oh. <laughs> it's all I ever wanted to see, you guys. Honestly. This is so cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah. So I guess is it me now? Please. Okay. So well, I guess the, if I was to cheap out, I'd say that sorcerer thing. <laughs> yeah, you've already done it. Yeah, and you've already sold me. Hello, sorry, oh. just a headphone. I was, oh, I, was, no I, was, I was just building anticipation there. I'll just say that, but I, I didn't accidentally. You started pacing out. and got too far. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, mine would be. Uh, I'm not sure which superhero it would be, but my pitch, my sort of go-to pitch uh, in this sort of thing, would be a one-shot. And it would be called one shot. Um, it's basically we're in. Well, as my default, I sort of go for Batman. So we are okay. in uh, Gotham City, one of the Gotham City bars or anything like that. And uh, it's 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 late in the night, and we are talking among just a bunch of hoodlums and thugs. Like Riz, since we're going for Batman, Riddlers thugs or talking to jokers thugs it's kind of like a right. like a rogues gallery sort of uh pub with, you know bar with the old sort of gotcha. chat and and sure. shoot uh, shoot the shit and there's one guy who comes running in and he's like guys you'll never guess what the hell i've done and they go like what what have you done he goes well and then it goes in flashback he goes well it was you know on the on the rooftops we were doing a heist or whatever me and my boys and like you know we saw the bat the bat came in and they're like oh shit what happened knock you guys out goes well yeah we were like doing all this stuff all this crazy stuff was happening running around he was beating all the boys but you never guess what he goes what he goes I landed one clean punch on the fucking bat right on his jaw he goes what they're like what he says that and then he just says he landed one punch that's what he says and and he really antsy about that and and he managed he didn't knock out the bat he managed to run away but then what happens as the story progresses, as it goes back to the bosses, as it goes to Joker talks, like this guy, as far as I'm thinking, he's not affiliated with any of the main villains. He's probably associated to with... Um, he's a freelancer. Freelancer. Just probably some probably works thug. with uh, yeah. Killer Croc. Probably done some, he's, he's nothing. He's not none of the big guys. Black Mask. He's been thug. in the sewers. He smells like shit. Exactly. He's a low-level thug. But the thing is, what's happened is he has landed that one clean punch on Batman, a.k.a. that one shot. But he's been telling these boys, yeah, it was wicked, but I managed to get away. And then... What happens over the next few days? The story gets conflated. It gets back to the head honchos, like the Joker hears about it, Penguin hears about it, and it gets to like, holy shit! You hear about that guy who beat up Batman. You hear about that guy who shot Batman. Batman got killed. Batman got beaten up by this one thug. This is insane, and it gets massive into a story. And this guy, who's a low-level thug, it sort of spins out of control. Where he just said, "I just got one clean punch," but then he sort of becomes. Think of John Wick in Parabellum. Everyone's like him. He's the guy. At midnight, yeah. excommunicado. Yeah. Pretty much. They're like, he's the guy. He's the guy that got the bat. And they're like, wait, he's the guy that got the bat. We want him. We want him. He's the next big. So it'll get spun out from there. And it's it'll be a one shot. It'll either be an, like a, a double issue, maybe like, you know, like 44 pages or whatever. But it's something you can do within one issue. Because the whole point, it has to be one shot. Because it's based on that one right. lucky punch that he got on right. Batman. So as he's running around, all these thugs are getting him and all that stuff. 
ends up on the, in like a Acme sort of a factory and he's going to get beaten up and all that stuff. But then that's when, at the end, who comes in to save his ass? Batman. Batman. And then Batman comes yeah. in, sorts it all out, and then the ending would basically be just like Batman turning to the guy and he's like, do I know you? And then like the guy's like, no, no, I'm, I'm a nobody. Forget it, forget it. <laughs> and, then, and then it just sort of ends in a somber note there where like Batman, Batman rarely shows up in the whole issue. And it's all this guy, this low level thug on the run from anyone trying to get a piece of him because they think he beat up the bat. That's a perfect, and I love that's that you can good, incorporate yeah. so many Batman villains if you <laughs> yeah, wanted to. Yeah, just well, yeah. so many iconic locations. Yeah. yeah, there's such a universe you could tap into there. Yeah, well, in that's a, a fun idea. Yeah, in um, like another character that you can use, especially talking with like low level thug, would be Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like because and because I'm not sure if it would be Daredevil, maybe not Punisher, because Punisher would be a dick about it. And he would, yeah, Punisher. He would. <laughs> yeah. Punisher would kill this. Yes, but, but yeah. well, no, Punisher would like blow out his knees. Yeah, and say you know, try to hit that bitch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he'd be, he'd be like, okay, go on, I'll give you a free shot now after you shot out his yeah. knees. Come on, right? Yeah. Punisher's a psychopath. <laughs> try it again. Yeah, yeah. but like maybe like uh, maybe not even Moon Knight because he's a psycho as well. But yeah, like yeah. Dare, I think Batman's perfect Daredevil, because of yeah, the, all, the world all the thugs. Because also you could, if it's Daredevil, you could have Kingpin sending all his thugs. And even the, maybe even the Sinister Six sort of get wind of it, and this poor bastard's like, <laughs> "No, no, it's, it's it's much bigger than it is." I, but, right. but also what'll happen is throughout the story is uh, he'll sort of like just say if it is Batman, Penguin, Penguin will send his biggest, toughest clown after him, and he'll sort of flukely knock him out. So then Penguin will be like, "Holy right. shit, this guy is the real deal!" Like in a comical like, sort of way, like as he's like some, action, some piano yeah, he slips and falls. falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Or like he's got two bigger shoes. He's chasing him down the stairs and he slips and breaks his neck. And then the guy's like, <laughs> "Oh shit, no, sorry, I didn't need to do this." <laughs> that would be great that for a one shot. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it would be perfect in a collection or something. Yeah, let's just call uh, one shot, and that's all it is. And it's it, it, it sort of taken influence from uh, a Punisher. Uh, Punisher comic from uh, I think Matt Fraction wrote which um, is oh, yeah. is basically all these I think it's stilt, stilt man's death <laughs> which is, they're at his wake and all these um, uh, all these you know uh, super villains are well low level super villains are talking among themselves and everything like that and and what how it ends is you always see this bartender in the back throughout the uh, the issue while these super villains are going through their own bullshit and trying to do whatever and they're like oh yeah if you see the Punisher we'll kill him we'll kill him but then it reveals that the bartender was Punisher in disguise and he just sets the whole bar on fire at the end <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, it's like, that sort of stuff always yeah. makes me laugh and it's like, that's the sort of stuff I like Matt Fraction rules by the way yeah yeah, yeah he's awesome but I'm, I'm the best comic writer on that discord just let you know okay alright alright fine I don't see him fine. around there I don't see him around there that's what I'm saying that's true that's true <laughs> My uh, well, we <laughs> we are reaching the end of our time, Umar. I just this has been so good. Thank you for coming. My I, pleasure. I can't thank you enough. My I, we love your work. Where quickly, where can people get the issues that are already out? Um, it would be on Gumroad. Uh, so it'd be gum. Uh, it'll be my name, Umar dot Gumroad dot com. But you can also buy it on Big Cartel. So it's Big Cartel uh, dot. I think it's Big Cartel. Yeah, it's umadita.bigcartel.com. But due to postage and stuff, I'm only limiting it to 
the UK at this moment in time. You know, thank you, Brexit. Sure. So <laughs> it, it is it is one of those. <laughs> but you can also find it on, I think there's this, uh, this app called Comic House. So it's Comic H-A-U-S, which is a, a, a indie comic where not only my work's on there, but a lot of other independent comics. Uh, it's worth checking okay. out. I think it's a subscription-based one. But uh, that's pretty much sure. uh, where you can find it. I can't recommend them enough. Please check them out. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, and we'll link those in the description of the, of the episode. Yes. So if you don't want to try to re- listen back and write that down, just check the description. It'll be there. Uh, thanks again. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, what is it? At GeekSyncs. Mm-hmm. Is it? Uh, let's yep. see here. NerdsGeekSyncs at gmail.com. We have a Facebook group. We have a Discord. Join the Discord. Yes. It's still pretty new. There's, uh, we've gotten some more we're movement. Go, we're getting the, yeah. Yeah. the Discord yeah, is going great. On. It's great. I, I can vouch for it's it as going well. Go- yeah, it's getting better. Yep. Uh, and I want to thank everyone who's been active in there. It's been a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I I think that's it for me. Uh, Chris, anything else? Oh, just want to add the email. Uh, if you guys want to email us anything about, like, this show or stuff you want us to talk about, it's nerdsgeeksinks at gmail.com. Perfect. So, and we are somewhat on Instagram. And then we have the... <laughs> we have <laughs> one. We have one. I post every once in a while, but uh, also uh, on Facebook we have the Facebook page and we have the Facebook group that you guys as fans can also post on. So sure. jump on that too. But uh, we have been very highly active on Discord, so I can... yeah, that's the kind of the place to be right now. So and uh, Red Bubble Shop, don't forget that. Umar, do you have you have a Twitter? Right? Is it just Umar? Yeah, Dill? yeah. At Umar, Dill? and that's where uh, I think my pinned tweet is. I don't use it as much because I don't like Twitter that much, but I promote my shit on here. Sure. So that, that's the only thing. Yeah. So yeah. when, I, for example, I'll be posting this uh, uh, this uh, episode out when it comes out. I love doing that sort sure. of stuff. And but yeah, Twitter is uh, is Twitter. It is what is it is. Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll use I use the tool for what I need it to you know, be used for, which is just promoting shit. Yeah. Let's just leave sure. that. Out. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, have, I just want to add one more thing before we go. Umar and I completed Streets of Rage 4. Yes. And it was a great time. And, <laughs> and we played the new mode. And if, you got, if, so, if you're out there listening and you're a Streets of Rage fan, the new content turns Streets of Rage into a roguelike. And it is the best idea they could have had for this game. It is so much fun. I've been playing it with my daughter this week. It is. It is so good. Oh, like, I have gone up to level 18 as my max. And... Yeah. Oh my god, like I'll show you that picture of that giant sort of cloud strike. Sword. Cl- it's it's yes. like a cloud strike. It's big as a screen. Literally as big sword. as a screen. And it, it's like one shot everyone pretty much. And oh and, and there's that umbrellas and there's like exploding yep. pumpkins or some shit. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It is really the swordfish. Good. Yes, uh, yeah, yes. there's uh, and I also found out I, I know no one else is gonna care about this, but if you're playing with two players and one person dies but the other person completes the level you can opt to revive them instead of taking an upgrade. I did not know that. I'll do that. I, yeah, I didn't know that either until this week. So, pretty cool. Well, anyway, Streets of Rage 4, thanks for playing that with me. Thanks for coming on, Umar. This has been a delight. Oh, my pleasure, guys. It's been a delight for me as well. All right. Well, we'll see you guys, the listeners, in two weeks. Yep. Yeah.